0: Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coman, sitting in the ring room with my co-host, the original Troubled Man for Troubled Times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mister Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny.
1: Hey, gay buddy. How are you? I'm
0: doing good. <laughs> yeah. How
1: are you today?
0: <laughs> you know, been worse. I was telling you on the on the ride over that uh, just kind of. Uh, Collecting myself after the, the Mardi Gras push, you know. It's like yeah. I, yesterday was Ash Wednesday. I, I had to uh, kind of clear out the system, take, a, take the full day to... to uh, you did a high colonic? I, I didn't do that. Oh, okay. No, I, I had a big, yeah. uh, a big Thai a Coffee, enemas, no, like no, 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 no. I was just, just going straight to... Uh, Where do you
1: get your Thai food in this city? Because um, the Chinese food here sucks. So what do you, I, I'm sure there's some pretty good Thai food.
0: Yeah, there's a place on Maple Street called uh, Chill Out Cafe. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, some, uh, some other good Thai they places. they have a good Kum Kau Kai soup? I
1: don't know. I didn't because have that. Because that's uh, my favorite Thai dish is huh. a Kum kow Kai soup. Okay. <laughs> if you can tell me where to get a good Kum Kau Kai soup, I'd appreciate it. Because there used to be one, a restaurant that had a really good Kum Kau Kai soup. Below the old Rockin' Bowl. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 What was Be- that, oh, that called? Oh, uh, yeah, that it? place it was good. Yeah, that place. Thai,
1: Thai basil or something like no,
0: that. No, no, that's that's that's, uh, that's, uh, the, that's uh, the one on, uh, uh, on Carrollton. Our, uh, but um, yes, I know I which know, one. I did. I did, yeah, I did it like it. was that under place. the old
1: Rockin' Bowl. Yes, yeah, it yeah, was. I remember. Yeah, well, yeah. But, uh, I, well, I remember They had a really good kum kumquat kai soup.
0: Okay. You know the the dish I like is the the like pod. Woon Sin, I think it's, it has the glass noodles with the uh, the, with mini, the varicose veins, the varicose veins, yes. and the the, the mini uh, corns and the uh, uh, broccoli, and sometimes it'll have like shrimp and chicken and something else. But I just get it with just the chicken. Okay, um, but it's quite delicious. But anyway, I ate that whole thing. I was still still feeling uh, kind of you know the alcohol from the night before, so it, okay. did, it took me a while to absorb it all. And you know I'm I'm. Take an inventory of all my margaret my mardi gras bruising, you know certain bruises you can't exactly uh recall the origin of you know but it's, it's all going to work out, I'm pretty sure. You know, nothing. I, don't nothing... Know,
1: I have no idea what that means. Your Mardi Gras bruises.
0: Well, you know, just like, you he know. Fell you fell down a lot? Well, I didn't fall down. I don't remember falling you down. You got I mean, pushed down a lot? I, I might have gotten stepped on. Is that on. what happened? It's kind
2: of a mental float. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sh-
3: shat on and spat shot on and raped at abused.
0: I don't know.
3: Is I don't that, recall you know? any of
0: that, but I'm just, you know, yeah. lo- looking in the mirror going, hmm, okay, it looks like somebody Would grabbed you like me Jack really hard. Like Jack
1: Lemon in the Days of Wine and Roses being alcohol poured down your throat? Is, is that what you're talking about? Remember While you're any lying in a garden I, 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 of your own
0: feces Well, no, I don't remember any of that
1: <laughs> Well, I do Okay, well <laughs> You were quite entertaining
0: Okay, well, good, 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 good <laughs> you
1: know, Your kids thought you were a little, you know, a little out of it, but uh, yeah, yeah. it's okay it's Nothing they're, they haven't seen before Yeah, they haven't seen that yeah, yeah, before, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know
0: so, um, so yes, we're coming off of that. We're, we're into Lent, you know. We always mark the, the Lenten, uh, the beginning of the... You don't w- do Lent. No, man. no, but you and I, you know, we, we again, the community, you know, the community at large, you know, that we, yeah. we know a lot of people. It's, it's a majority Catholic city here in New Orleans. A lot yeah. of people are observing Lent. And you, you, Manny, do you want to care to to bring up to the remind the nation what your your Lent tradition is? Well,
1: for Lent, I just give up. Yes, (laughs) a lot of people. That's what I've done. That every Lent, I just give up. (laughs) For Lent, I give up. (laughs) That's what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I noticed this Mardi Gras um, Mm -hmm. because it was a violent. And deadly Mardi it Gras It was a deadly Mardi Gras Yeah, it was a deadly Mardi Gras And it was uh, A lot of accidents were happening People got killed on floats Or, or trying to get beads and, and I thought to myself After uh, the big Endemium Which is like The biggest parade I mean sure. these guys are going The super crew The yeah, super yeah. crew Right you know, which, what, There's like thousands of people Yes and I thought to myself after that person died mm-hmm. just trying to get a fucking Chinese bead. Right. You know, well, <laughs> why, another why bead. Why would you want that anyway? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I just I thought to myself part what's part it going to take to end Mardi Gras? How okay, many people well. are have to die? How much fucking pollution in our streets? And how many Drain gutters have to be plugged up so the city floods. Come, you know, so, so it doesn't flood. Right. When are we going to end this?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't see it uh,
2: ending you know, anytime soon. Well, no.
0: if, when
1: I do become mayor,
2: that's my first thing. Really. Ending Mardi. Gras. It's not, ending Mardi Gras. You're going to get elected. It's
0: not going to be a popular uh, position to take. Manny. I don't care. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> I don't care. <laughs>
0: that may that may doom you yeah, to uh, you a know, single term. I will
1: get rid of every monument. Okay. And I will get rid of Mardi Gras, okay? Because Mardi Gras is uh, it, 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 it fucks this city so much, hmm. you know? It really does.
0: Okay. What, what would I, we be? Interesting perspective. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so, but uh, no, I didn't go out there. And then, you know, the thing that I hate the most, what? I did actually. I saw. I saw a little bit so of so many
0: things. Yeah, is Which ones? is how
1: racist it is. Okay. I mean, I was watching because I went out for a couple hours on Mardi Gras Day. And I saw some of Zulu, mm-hmm. and I saw some of Rex. Two okay. big, you know, these are the guys who close out the show.
0: Right, right, on, on, on actual Mardi Gras Day. It's
1: Sammy and Frank, basically. Okay. You know? okay. But you have all these white guys on Zulu with blackface paint. Right. You know? And then you have all these guys on Rex who are totally white who basically are wearing KKK outfits.
0: It, it, it looks a little, a little no, suspicious. No, it does. Uh, it, yeah, it it yeah, it's, little, it's very, it's, they're very flamboyant. Suspect. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Flamboyant uh, KKK costumes. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, um, but the one of, thing that I find mm-hmm. interesting, and I discovered this years ago when I moved here, after living above the Circle Bar for years, sure, and wha- having to go through you know five six Mardi Gras, is that um, the difference between the white people here and the black people here. Um, and I actually took a poll. I think I've talked about this before. I went around for a year asking black people. I say, how come you don't dress up like the white people do? Because the white people, the white guys want to be, you know, dress up as women. Mm-hmm. The white girls put on fancy wigs and fancy costumes and all that kind of stuff. But you never see black people dressing up like that. Black men aren't dressing up in dresses and stuff. And right. The black women maybe catch some beads and put on a wig or something like that. Right. So I went around for a year asking black people. It's like 2007, I think. I went around for a year asking black people why they don't dress up. And 99.9% of them said this one answer, hmm. because it's fucking stupid, <laughs> <laughs> which well, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so fucking stupid.
0: It's not my thing. A lot of people really get into it. You know, yeah. I, I got a little bullied into wearing some sort of costume. It was not really like... This year? You, yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't be what you'd think of you as got a bullied? costume. Yeah, my wife bullied me a little bit into... into uh, you know.
1: Dressing up in one
0: of her skirts? No, no, I can't no. do that, Manny. Yeah. You'll never. There's no photographs of me, and yeah, yeah. there's no photographs of yeah. me in women's clothing. It's okay because it's never happened. Because it'd be yeah. a little bit too close there's to the bone. There's video though of you. Well, <laughs> 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 no. there's
1: video of you in women's clothing.
0: Uh, no, no, actually, it's not. No, it'd be too close to the bone, Manny. I have to have to maintain a healthy distance from from all that kind of activity. Okay,
1: so it's over. I'm I'm glad it's over. You know, I could. You know, next. I, thing is i have a teenager now who wanted right. to go out there and stuff like that mm-hmm. but she was smart she went out for the first few nights and by by saturday she was done with it she'd had her fill yeah she had her fill it's like i'm not doing this anymore which oh, you smart. know,
0: that's, that's the thing to do with Mardi Gras. You don't have to be there for all of it. You know, it's, it's a cafeteria experience. You know, you pick and choose, go to certain parades that you like. You know, you have a friend who has a house on the parade route. It's a fun social event, so you go to that one. You skip the ones where, you know, uh, you might get pushed under I, the float.
1: I, I, you might, I, I've never been invited to a thing. Okay. okay. Well. <laughs>
0: I don't get invited to a lot of things, but I, I do get invited to a thing or two. So, you know, mm-hmm. some of those you, you make a, a tradition of, and, and, and those are fun. You know, I did go to, uh, to uh, the Crue de Vue that first... Bit, it's become really big now. It's, it's yeah, almost it's, too big yeah, to go to. Insane. But, uh, again, I had a place to on the route to, to hang out for that See, The
1: See, last time I went to Crue de Vue, uh, uh, I think we talked about this a while ago, uh, an animal got too. You know, they, they go down the, these small little streets of the French Quarter... And these poor animals are being, in, you know, because it's pulled by donkeys and horses and stuff, these little mini floats oh. or whatever. And this animal got, went, you know, just got, it's like, this got is too spooked. much. It mm-hmm. was too much for the animal oh. and started bucking. Oh, geez. You know, and bucking and somebody got hurt. You know, oh. that's the thing. So people are get hurt. You know, people
0: get hurt too much. Yeah,
1: you yeah. know?
0: It's, 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 uh, it's the big city, you know? Things can happen. This is not it's, a big city. Well, it's... This yeah. is a, I mean, I'm, a I'm, small I'm, city. I'm, I'm using that... It's kind of a figurative terms. But yeah, you know, it's like a, with so many people out there, um, it's a wonder more people don't get hurt, I would say. It's a, it's, yeah. You know, it's, it's a testament to the, the the good sense that most people exercise during this this time of frivolity.
1: Yeah. And then they take what? And then all of a sudden it stops and then they, they, they take 40 days or whatever to say, I, I, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, shun all that stuff and be a good person and stuff. Yeah,
0: like so it's the build up to yeah. to uh, Easter, yeah, the Easter, Lenten season, yeah, you know, where Lenten people are going to deny season. themselves. Yeah, it used to be that uh, the Catholics wouldn't eat meat during the entire time, and they figured, well, that's a little bit too too hard, so we'll just go meatless on Friday.
1: Well, you know what the only meat a priest eats on Friday, huh? Is none. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> didn't see that one coming, man I don't know how I didn't But, yeah. but uh, it's good, I like that
1: You well. would hope, instead of uh, little boys Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's, it's preferable, it's preferable
1: <laughs> So anyway, what's going on with you?
0: Oh, what's going on? Well, you know, we, we have the, uh, the big 100th episode uh, Of the Trouble Men podcast is coming up When and, is that? Uh, so it's going to be actually the, the, uh, the 23rd of March um, we have the Circle Bar uh, secured for, oh, our, really? for our party. Yeah, we'll we do a live podcast from, from the Circle Bar and uh, wow. have all of our former guests coming and cycling in and out, have sit down at the table for a minute, catch up with them, you know, and uh, maybe put it through Will the Will this PA be a catered system. affair? Well, they, they have all the premium liquors there, so uh, it, it won't be catered as such. Maybe we'll get a... a, a yeah, some, the only some... problem
1: with the Circle Bar have is everything served in a plastic cup. Yeah, and I have a problem with that.
0: Yeah, well, maybe we'll bring a couple glasses for ourselves yeah. just to class it up a little bit. Yeah. You know,
1: just like I need glasses to see my family. Right. <laughs> Preferably two glasses of scotch. Yeah. <laughs>
0: He's <laughs> on fire yeah so uh, so yeah, we have that in in the planning, and uh other than that, you know it's been pretty pretty quiet, uh, haven't played a whole bunch of gigs, you know, had about ten days off from play and played last night, packed the old circle bar with the iguanas, so kind of doing a session tomorrow at uh studio in the country
2: with, with the iguanas
0: with uh no with alex mcmurray and uh and uh doug Garrison and brian coogan it's oh. for a uh commercial a, for
2: zaps a, well
0: yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, it's it's for a for a client, a, a, a singer songwriter client that we have over there in, in Bogalusa, and uh, we've 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 worked on this fellow's music before. It's always quite a amicable uh, operation. You know, all top notch players over there. Ben Mumphrey does a fantastic job behind the board over there at a Studio in the Country. So, so other than that, it's, you know, kind of kind of quiet. Should okay. should we? Uh, you got something else?
1: Yeah, there's one thing I want to get uh, uh, out there. Okay. Um, you know, I, during this break, because I, you know, I I get time off during Mardi Gras. Okay. I work at the university, and they shut down, and so I got to uh, the wife and I got to uh, watch a lot of movies.
3: Okay.
0: Mm,
1: and we have this new projector set up in our bedroom. Huh. And it's uh, it's really cool. Anyway, so we 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 uh, we um. We got to catch up on some of the films that were nominated for Oscars last year. Mm-hmm. And we watched this one film that I thought, this is Renee. This is a film for Renee. This, it, 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 um, it, it was about an artist, a fantastic artist. Okay. And it made you cry. Okay. Because you cry at movies. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, and it was totally uh, very gay. Okay. So I thought of you when I watched this movie. <laughs> okay. And it's called Judy. Oh, okay. The Judy Garland I movie. I want
0: to see that movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> see, I thought of you when I watched well, this well, movie. Well, I could see why.
0: No, no. It's, yeah. That's right uh-huh. up my alley. Yeah. Um, it
1: was fantastic. Oh, good. Um, and uh,
0: Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger.
1: Zellweger. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. really good at it, too. Okay. And she was uh, Bridget Jones. Remember her as Bridget Jones? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a thing for her back then. Yeah, she's
0: yeah. a sweet girl. It's got yeah. that
1: kind of she, uh, she won an Oscar a... for this role. She did. She's very good in it, but I was watching this, and the whole time, I'm... Nudging my wife you know, to wake her up, you know I'm saying <laughs> sure. this is for Renee. This <laughs> film is Renee. It's an artist. It's Judy. It's gay. It'll uh, make you cry. And They're both named Renee, and they're both named Renee. Uh, it's 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 yeah.
0: all all signs are yeah. pointing to yes, yeah. man. No, I want to yeah. see that. I want to yeah. It, it, yeah. Um, you know, I did see right right about the time that that came out. Uh, I think it was on HBO. There was a documentary on that. Latter part of Judy Garland's life, it was called uh, Sid and Judy or Judy and Sid. It's about her marriage to Sid Luft, her her last husband, I guess. Right, yeah, and he, who was kind of a manager of hers. And yeah, well, he was just a money grub. He was just a money grub. She she, she apparently you know he was a pillar of strength for uh, for Judy and and uh, you know really allowed her to to do some of her most poignant work. You know some of the the concert. Uh, Appearances that she made, concert series that she did, and and uh, but you know it's it's her at a, a again this this challenging part of her life. You know she's a uh, you know an aging star and you know neg- trying to negotiate her career and and. Uh, I well she was that. only
1: 48 when she died. I know, I know. You know, so I don't know how aging that <laughs> Well, be. you know, it's uh, you know, you know it's And this film time can makes be a cruel this mistress. guy this guy uh, the film makes this guy look not so good. Yeah. I don't know how the documentary makes Yeah, he
0: looks look. comes off bad. Be- I, I haven't seen the film, but he yeah. comes off okay in, in the in the uh yeah, in yeah. in the, in the The movie, yeah Okay, well I uh, mean, the the documentary But yeah, yeah. I do want to see that I do want to see that Well, cool uh,
1: Yeah, I just had to bring it out There to the nation
0: Right on Well, check it out, nation Uh, You know, it's it's the Manny Chevrolet stamp of of approval Right And and And, I'm I'm sure that I will I will Concur, yeah. and
1: and the nation will probably see you know a lot of you in it. Okay,
0: well, I think know? we've established that. Yeah, yeah that you okay. you think there's going to be a, a okay. huge, uh, yeah. huge resonance for uh, right. And, yeah. Okay. Well, especially
1: good. when she sings "Somewhere Over the Rainbow."
0: Okay, I'm not sure
1: okay.
0: why that is, but uh, <laughs> okay. I, you know, I, the thing about Judy Garland is, uh, particularly as she was older. You know, she's she's great in, in uh, Wizard of Oz, but you know, what is it about her that, that makes people so obsessed with her? And I, I think it's, it's uh, you know, that, that emotional presence, you know, she's, she's so raw and, and you see her performing and she's going through, it's like a, a, a great actor doing a scene, you see her embodying every emotion that the song is demanding, you know, and she's, she's not phoning it in in any way. Uh, that that appeals to me, you know? So, so yeah. Um. I'm sorry, what'd you say? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Getting into the weeds already. Well, maybe we should cut yeah, to, our guest, cut to our guest Yeah, let's cut to our guest
1: because uh, it's time. Yes, it's time. <laughs> it's
0: time. So, our guest, he's... Uh, he's a guy I've known for a long time. He's, he's not from New Orleans, but he's been around here for many years. He's a guitarist, composer. He's the co-founder of the New Orleans Klezmer All-Stars. He's a founder of his own group, Naked on the Floor, and then that grew into the Naked Orchestra. He's a very prolific composer. He's worked with all kinds of interesting people, and, and we'll get into all this. But anyway, without further ado, Mr. Jonathan Fralick. Welcome, Jonathan.
2: <laughs> Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, man.
1: So, this naked orchestra, are there any women in this band?
2: Uh, yeah, actually, there are. Oh, really? There are, yeah. We have a. Uh, it, it vacillates, but yeah, there's definitely been. Uh, between uh, between uh, almost two and six, almost the whole time.
1: And they're naked. Are there any string instruments? Uh, no,
2: it's it, it's it's a it's a uh, it's a metaphor. Oh, okay, for okay. a musical concept. Ah. I mean, we threatened to be naked when we were younger, but some of us insisted that we didn't look so good even then. Any, and, yeah, and it was true. But yeah. nonetheless, they were crazier times in New Orleans, and I thought it'd be good anyway. You know, right? It didn't go over. I still think that's the most searched thing on my on my website in my career, only just because the name. Because you know, people it, all over the world are looking. They're like naked orchestra. That sounds good.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: well,
3: marketing man.
2: Yeah, well, everyone's looking at porn too. So that, that's right. right. Yeah. Exactly. And it looks like it could come up. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, absolutely. They get going. They start first with naked woman, then yeah. the, then three naked women, then mm. then naked, naked or- violinist and naked orchestra.
0: There you it's go. Like, <laughs> exactly. What could be better? Exactly. So you you came here from from California directly, but you spent a lot of time like you're I guess born in Philadelphia, but then you spent your your uh, formative your childhood years in London.
2: Yeah, in what London. were you doing there? Well, you know my father didn't uh, already didn't like America's politics much already when he was uh, in the '60s, and he was trying to get away, and I guess he ended up in. Europe and places like that, and then he, he decided he liked London, and, and okay. you know and he, he didn't like there
1: like the hippies and all that kind of stuff in the sixties. No, didn't I like think the he Vietnam just couldn't War. stand
2: a bit the fundamental brutal culture of the United States. And he States. was from Pennsylvania. He was from Philadelphia. Yeah. He was from Philly. Yeah, and then but he lives here now, strangely enough. But he but yeah he he uh, you know and then uh, you know he moved to London when I was about four. Uh-huh. And I joined him there, and I was there until I was seventeen. So, you With know, your mom, and you have siblings? No, my mother and him divorced right oh, after okay. that. All That's right. part, of, part of the scenario. And then she moved to California. And so when I was 17, I moved to California. Where in California? Because uh, I'm Los from Los Angeles.
1: I'm from Los Angeles. Yes, yeah, so I
2: was in Los Angeles for a couple of years. I've been there on, a few times on and off. Uh, but I was at that, Where that, in that L.A.? Was Where did a you grow years. up in L.A.? Uh, West L.A., out by, uh, you know, Pico and Bundy over there. Yep. Wow! Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was over, I grew up in Mar Vista. Oh, Venice. yeah. V- yeah right, Mar Vista, Venice area. Right over there, you know. So I was like, always around there. And yeah, I, was like, there was I was friends there at I was Venice. For yeah. Oh, you went to uni?
2: Yeah, yeah. I was at uni. That's
1: where I graduated. For what year did you go to uni? Uh,
2: uni, I would graduate in 1986.
1: Okay, I was a little before you. T- yeah, uh, yeah, I graduated in '81 at U. Yeah, okay. There you go. I never. I don't remember the. How grad- about that? We went to the same. Class. Yeah. No, I can't
2: even believe it.
0: It's crazy, it. man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: for a year. Yeah, that's crazy. I was there
2: for a year, and then I was in. I was in. I hung around L.A. about another year, and then I moved to Santa Cruz for a couple of years. Okay, yeah. And then I drove from there to here. Now
0: uh, you were already playing guitar in high school, or, or in college, or. Well, uh, I
2: started when I probably, I I want to say. I probably started trying to think about it when I was about 14, but by 15, I was really doing it a lot. I mean, trying to play a lot. Right. And then when I moved to L.A. when I was, uh, you know, 16, or I was just, uh, or thereabouts, I was, uh, uh, yeah, I started really getting into it. Mm Because I, I, first thing, I had culture shock anyway, and I used to hang around the house, and that's, that's what I was into anyway, was all this, American music. i my reason for moving here. I thought I thought music in England was terrible when I was that age. Okay. Strangely enough.
1: So in LA, did you go to many gigs and stuff? Yeah, I went to a lot of
2: gigs, but I was always by myself because I spent a lot of time at McCabe's guitar store watching people make a guitar sound like four people, like that kind of thing. Like I was (laughs) really into these people. Right. Which is McCabe still there? Yes, it is. It is. Wow. That's amazing. It is is incredible. Yeah, played there just
0: a a couple of years ago. I I sat in with the iguanas at McCabe's.
2: Oh, okay.
3: Were
0: there? That's right.
1: <laughs> there's a good Mexican restaurant a few, like a block or two away called Talpa. You ever been to the Talpa? No. It's Pico close to to Barrington.
2: Close to Barrington. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a bunch over there. Yeah. I mean. Well, yeah. There's quite a few on Pico, that yeah, area right, right there. there that thing. But
1: if you ever get a chance, go to the Talpa. Okay. It's amazing. My Looks favorite like Mexican restaurant
2: in LA. Ah, Interesting. Okay.
0: So, so you and and Glenn Hartman, once you move here, you guys start the the uh, New Orleans Klezmer All Stars.
2: It took a while to get started. I mean, the way that that started was it was funny because I, I came in here. I when I remember back when I'm not sure how it worked out, but I had an entree with a lot of great New Orleans musicians because immediately I got here, I got the gig with Kermit Ruffins for a few years, and you know Mike Ward, which at that time was with Willie Green and, and Daryl Johnson, all those guys. And the Nell right. Brothers, when they were doing that and I, and so I got to meet a lot of great players here from every generation at that point mm-hmm. and I had been playing for a long time before the Klezmer started it would seem like a long time really was, I was playing a lot that was about a year and a half and there was the fantasy of a, wouldn't it be great to have a crazy Klezmer Yiddish second line band that would be funny because that's the musicians that I was around all the time you know right. and then I, I, ran, I met Glenn on the street through another friend and then we were I had been because Ben Shank from Panorama Band and my friend Arthur Kassler, we'd uh-huh. been jamming around Tremay and that neighborhood, those people, and then and and this joke started to get going. So we had a gig. I'm sorry if I'm rambling on too much. No, no, just but, keep that close to your mouth. Sorry, I'll never, keep it closer to my mouth. It. And and so um uh so we. Would play at callies. Uh, we had a weekly at Caldy's as Ben and the Boys. That was uh, Ben Schenk and Arthur Kassler and myself. Okay. And then all these people started showing up. C- we only had a couple of Klezmer tunes, but these people started showing up just for the Klezmer tunes. I go crazy for that. So we added a few more, and then we would have these people wanting to sit in with us, which was like. Uh, Glenn Hartman. Now, my old friend, Ben Ellman, he started coming by. He had only mm-hmm. taken up saxophone a little while before. But Glenn learned to play accordion on the gig. So yeah. for the
1: nation at home, what, what is klezmer?
2: I don't know. Oh, yeah, klezmer did. music. Well, there's a lot of ways to put it. Basically, it's, uh, you, could, you could put it as a, a combination of two words, clay Zimmer, which means vessel of song. And then some people extend that to a lovely mystical idea, which is that the musician is the vessel of the song or the songs are just floating around out there and it comes through them. Uh, and for some people, it's a great derogatory term, which means "Oh, that's all those people can play. They can't play any real music or uh, you could just call a country in Eastern or music from Eastern Europe with a Jewish variant that's a quick way to deal with and it. So you
0: have a lot of a lot of uh, minor keys, a lot of these exotic scales from 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 that Eastern European music and uh, Yeah,
2: yeah, it would be a lot a lot a lot of time it's the songs that were going on around that that area of the world that you hear with a certain it's got a certain variant on it. Now all the song a lot of the styles from that area that's the Balkans or whether it into Russia and that you're hearing the similar similar kinds of songs but the uh there's a melodic variation that is regionally based. And since Jews were distributed everywhere um, or, you know, unless they were persecuted and moved in different areas, that happened a lot. But if that wasn't going on, they, they, they had regular functions and the songs were popular. They just played them with a certain sort of, you could say a certain accent. And there definitely in some ways it was an accent because the people that's the, 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 a lot of the transference of music had to do with the music that, uh, that the cantors, cantorial music that went through the synagogues, and the cantors sang in a certain style in that area, uh, especially with this catch in the voice, mm-hmm. you know, that you hear in the clarinets and in the instruments that they that they tend to imitate that vocalization okay. in the Jewish variant of the music. Okay. From that area, you know, so there's that. Very good. Very. Did good. Did I go too far? Out <laughs> no,
0: of it? no, no, no. It's no, it's that's perfect. <laughs> so, so you guys started. So people are. This is. Not something that New Orleans really had in those terms, although certainly jazz is, was influenced by this music from way, the, back, from yeah. way back. So the, the music already kind of had that, that Klezmer influence built into it. But New Orleans yeah. hadn't heard the, the uncut version in, I don't know, maybe ever.
2: A long time, A long, yeah. Long there were some minor things going on. We met some of those people here. But yeah, we were the first thing, I think, that was really going on that was like that.
0: And you guys are still going. You're, it's a, been a, an institution for uh, many, 30, many years.
2: 28 years. Yeah, wow. it's a long time. Yeah, still going. We're, I'm playing tonight. That's what I'm doing after this. I'm going yeah. right from here to the Where carnival. Where are you playing to our, tonight? Uh, I play a carnival lounge. We got a monthly on the last, uh, the last Thursday at? of every month. The it's carnival the old Siberia,
0: it's you know, know, Siberia. It used was. to be Siberia oh. St. Claude. It's now oh. carnival. But uh, yeah. so, uh-huh. so yeah, the, the Klezmer All-Stars have a fourth Sunday, excuse me, fourth Thursday fourth residency. Thursday yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and today is the fourth Thursday. That's it. So yeah. you guys so are planning on it. So I appreciate you coming out and, and uh, cutting it close with oh, us. Oh, yeah. Here, I
2: you know? like to cut, you know, I was like, that'll be fun. They'll be happy that I cut it close for the Trouble Men. <laughs> right on, right on. <laughs> At least Joe will be. Sure.
0: <laughs> well, well, so, so uh, you know, we just got over Mardi Gras, and they had in, in that, that first Weekend of uh, they have the the crew de vue. They have uh, several sub crews that are that are involved with that. One of them was, was like uh, crew de Joux, or and you, you guys have been involved in that in the past, right? Uh, yeah, well, crew de Joux is
2: actually kind of a, sp- a spring off from the from the julu parade that we used to do. And crew de Joux was actually started, I think, L J Goldstein started. They'd be, they'd throw the people they throw to bagels and all that. Right? Okay, so julu we started. That's one of really the starts, I guess. We started with julu. I gotta say, it was something hilarious, like nineteen ninety one or ninety two. I mean, I, I know Sydney Bartholomew was mayor. That's what okay. I remember because in those days you were allowed to jump behind Zulu and you could still get all the way to Gallier Hall and salute everybody, right. even though you were just a vagrant <laughs> tagging along. They,
3: they, they just yeah, along which is incredible. Like, Who's yeah.
2: that? We don't know. Great, hi, how are you doing? So you know, so we were, and we would play pleasant music coming around the thing, and this was this was wild, and that went on for a large number of years there off of Jackson Avenue, and then change of administration and they put up more barriers and no you can't do that so they moved the parade uh, 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 first it came out of Mid-City a couple times and they moved it uptown to where it starts now which is where the the thing that is now where the RC Bridge Lounge is but I I refuse to bring it up but you know that's there (laughs) All right. yeah so that's that that's did I Answer that?
0: Sure, sure, close enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 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 they do have these uh, the 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 Jewish offshoot of of uh, crew de vue that.
2: Yeah, that's the, the that's the that's the LJ's thing. Not
0: mostly. only do they have one, I think they have two because there was somehow a oh, rift. Oh, is there more now? A rift of between. There's been a rift. There, yeah, There's yeah. always a rift with There's these Jews. There's always a rift. I know.
2: <laughs> I mean, we were there. Then LJ's huh? a rift. Then now now he's got a branch off. They're like enough with this. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, it's it's famous. And it's fine because that's what they used to say, you know, if there's two Jews, three opinions. That's a, that's a scenario. So, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: there's a joke about the guy, the Jewish guy who's stranded on the desert island. He finally gets found and he says, you want to see uh, my synagogue that I built? And they, they go, sure. And, they, they goes and he goes and he says, now you want to see my other synagogue that I built? He <laughs> said, well, why did you build the second synagogue? He goes, so for when I get into a fight with those assholes, uh, I,
2: was, hey, I still have uh, somewhere to go. Yeah, it's still like that. I, mean, I didn't even come in with, 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 with Julu this weekend, so, you know. Oh, okay, but, you did not. Oh, no, okay. I didn't. I came with my friends from St. Cecilia there because my friend Hart McNee started and it's in the neighborhood. There's something about New Orleans where it's like you kinda, it's kind of nice to come out of the house in your neighborhood and go up with the neighborhood people sure. regardless of their affiliation. So what sure. neighborhood do you live in? I live in the Marinade. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, but the St. Cecilia, you know, Hart McNeese was a good friend of mine and him and his wife Kate started that and I, Right. Gas. And I ran
0: into you guys uh, later on that day and you were with, with uh, Helen Gillet, former... Yes.
2: Podcast guest. That's it. And yeah, uh, yeah that's right. right. I listened to that one too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That was,
0: Who's uh, Helen Jolie? Helen Jolie, the cellist. Oh yes, yes, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah yes. The cellist. Lovely
0: gal. Um, so uh, along the way, you you become interested in in uh, in composition in a very serious way. And yeah. I was looking at, at your uh, your body of work. Uh, it's tremendous. Uh, you're you're very again very prolific and very productive. Um, and so so you've you've done a lot of. of composition study and and you still work a lot in like doing um sound design and uh
2: opera sound design concert music you
0: you just you just put out your or or had your fourth operatic piece that was uh debuted this summer i believe yeah and that was uh based on the uh the the personal letters of james joyce
2: and yeah there's 30 (laughs) letters to his his uh i guess his he never, they never got married. His wife, oh, but you know, wife? but they never got married. Yeah, right. that's right. They ran away together. You have a Nora Barnacle. Yeah, they're very, very, very graphically dirty letters, <laughs> which I basically just use that text, and we, nice. uh, we just, uh, wrote an opera on that. It's kind of fun. Yeah. So, uh, what what's the uh, what's so, the question? Well, about
0: so, this? so you know, you just you're your interested in, in, <laughs> in legit composition. You know, you 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 went back to California for uh, for a back year or so, studying. and, and yep. studied composition for a couple of, couple years, of years or something. Yeah. And then, you know,
2: came back. I might be about to do it again. You know, it's always, I was always ongoing, but I think really what happened is that, you know, after I moved to New Orleans, I, uh, well, I was able to work out how to express myself in a lot of ways and because I was playing here with so many great musicians and they were like, well, you should do your own thing. So I started working on that and then it was like, I started hearing things in a lot of Colors, but I didn't understand anything about orchestration or anything that. Consequently, right when I started to get interested in that and like real sort of you know modern twentieth century classical music, uh, Jimbo Walsh happened to show up in town. It's a very interesting guy, but he was highly trained that way and had been you know he's a big twelve tone. He had been in the lineage of Vietnamese type stuff. He lives here still, and, uh, and and so I started taking private lessons with him, which were kind of amusing because that time I remember getting getting to his house the first time and he had he had written out. Reduced for piano, the the beginning of of uh, the rite of spring, you know, by mm-hmm. by Stravinsky, and he was like, okay, so let's start here, and I looked at it and was like, we're gonna have to go back a ways yeah. from there, you know. <laughs> I said, how far back do you want to go? I said, let's start at the beginning, so I get it right. So we uh, went back, right. and I took private lessons for a couple of years, uh, 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 consistently every week, you know, mm-hmm. which was really a great thing. Went through a lot, went through a lot of things. Anyway, that went on for a while, and then. Uh, I'll give you the story in terms of this, this end of the composition thing. First thing is there was a parallel which is that I, I got as a result of that I put the Naked Orchestra together. I, as a result of the playing that went on for eight years before that in New Orleans I, I had a good degree of associations with some of the coolest musicians here who were really focused on music and who also were interested probably in mentoring me and thought it was a cool idea. So I was able to put together the Naked Orchestra and the Naked Orchestra could, uh, I could work in more colors like that. It was kind of a large band and then I'll cut kind of, it kind of quick uh, the um, uh, after Katrina, people were some people had stopped watching music with the same level of excitement. But I noticed that they were really into theater that way. They would line up and act crazy and go to theater. And I was like. Hmm. Well, uh, I better find a place to stick music that, inv- that corresponds to this. So I was like, well, opera. There's a there's a place where you can that, stick that, it.
0: That's a that's a growing field. We'll stick
2: it yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So you <laughs> people know, people are beating down the doors to get I'm into like, Yeah, operas. we'll get into some.
2: Yeah, we'll get, we'll get the hipsters and the, the street people into <laughs> opera around right. here without them knowing it. They think right. they don't like it. We'll stick it in. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, slip it in. Yeah. All right.
1: I think it's time for a break. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, we're gonna get another round. Are you with us? Yeah, I mean, all right, because right, I, I know you got a gig later. No, I'm with you, and I'm going to get around. All I'm right, yeah. yeah. All so,
0: right. Uh, all right, nation, go get yourself another cocktail, and we'll be right back. All right, and we're back, back in the ring room,
3: yeah. back with Mister
0: Manny Chevrolet. Yeah. Yeah. I am Renee Coman, back with our guest, Mister Jonathan Fralick. Hello. So, uh, you know, nation. Uh, you know, I hope you got yourself another cocktail. You know, if you want to support the podcast, you can jump there in the uh, the show notes and uh, and uh, and and make a donation to the uh, the podcast, and uh, we'll have a drink on you. Yeah. So- um, so, Jonathan, you're, you switched from the wine to the, uh, the, the vodka. vodka and soda. Yeah. It's a wise choice. Here
2: yes, in the it room. is. It's a, it's a pick-me-up. It is a pick-me-up.
0: <laughs> I want to ask
1: you a question. Your first tour in L.A., you're in high school, you're at, you're at Uni High and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a public school. There's not much going on for the arts there. No. You know? I mean, I was in the theater program at Uni a few years before you were there and that was basically just to meet girls and get laid you know uh but music like music yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but they, they didn't <laughs> they didn't really offer anything
2: at, 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 at. oh no that's when not I true w- they had they had mr. M- crazy mr magruder who ran Miss- the yeah, And the uh, the band program there, who was one of the most eccentric people I remember from my younger years oh, okay. maybe it maybe struck me that way. I was very bad at learning music there. I took private lessons elsewhere. I interrupted you, so why: No no
1: no, 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 it's okay. I just, uh, uh, I'm just curious because you were there in
2: '86, you said. I graduated from there in '86. Okay, yeah. but you, you do three years there? Two, I was there for only, I was only there for one year. For so your like,
1: senior year. Yeah for senior year. OK. Because I'm just curious to see who was still there. As far as teaching wise did because uh, I had this the, 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 the biggest asshole algebra teacher was me, Mr. Nakabara
2: I didn't have to take any mathematics classes because okay, well, coming out of school had already, in England I'd your that already covered like that I covered all the math and science stuff Yeah, and I got out of but that.
1: uni was always famous for having horrible sports teams too did you ever go oh there? I heard about
2: that but yeah. you know I, I was not a sports guy I was like <laughs> right. a ditch school was and get high guy yeah. I don't because really. it was
3: an <laughs>
1: open campus <laughs> but it was an open campus so you could do that that's right you could get the cars out and well we used to do like junior and senior year it was like um, we'd say we're going out for lunch and we just never come back for fifth or sixth period. <laughs> right. yeah, that's, that's what you do. You know, yes. Yeah. what that's happened. A, that's what basically what happened all the time especially my senior year. It's like who had the car who ha- and I had the fake ID.
2: And for me, this was completely bizarre coming from England. In England, no one would have a car. It was entirely impossible to pull any stunts like that. And, and no, and so, People no are they're
0: rule going. followers anyway. They don't, yeah, already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In England, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They, they, they don't want to, they, you know, they're, they're, the class yeah. system has ground their yes. initiative that's straight it. out of them. Well, the,
2: the, there is a thing. When I got to boarding school, it was a little bit different because they still had the kind of culture of they're looking for you to come up with trouble through smart initiative sort of thing. Thing. Okay. And there's vaguely a sort of underhanded reward that goes with that sort of yeah. smartness there. But the idea of somebody, you know, just pulling completely Rocking the boat, rock, yeah. completely crazy maneuvers like that, nah, what happened. Not gonna right, happen. Right, right, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, I'm no, glad to see you had yeah, a good yeah, senior year there. I did. It was fun. I had a you know, in a way it was it was it was weird as hell and I was having trouble with the culture shock. But but at the same time, like I said, I saw really good music that I loved and I I ended up with a great guitar teacher that taught me some of the most profound things that ever showed up. But I think almost, if you don't know anything, those things are really profound then. But I got the hell out of there as soon as I could. I mean, I went to Santa Cruz and... Where things
1: make sense in Santa Cruz. Uh, Things make sense.
2: (laughs) And (laughs) Actually, the music was worse in some ways, but you could really work on it. Actually, I went there to get in a band with some friends who then... Did something I hadn't seen in. Also you would never see in England Which was the way that people here can get panicky And freak out in a way that I never saw When I was there And I think that was my first experience Of like, you know, people going to college And freaking out at their first hint of I'm out in the world.
0: independence like, it was too much yeah. for them. They weren't ready you're to it. Yeah, handle they just couldn't
2: damn it. I didn't understand that. I was completely like, what's the problem? What are you No one's breathing down. What are
3: you Yeah, sort
2: of, what? You're
1: in college, you're, <laughs> you know. you're on your own. Yeah, you yeah,
2: know, whatever The
0: vacuum so. of it was, was too, 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 uh, that's sweet for Santa or Cruz or because
1: you know best pot
2: up there, oh, and they would deliver it to you at two yeah, in the morning. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly. incredible. I was like, "This is great." You know, <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing that got me leaving was I got so into music. I was like, "We got to find somewhere that is more happening." We tried all these other cities that supposedly had music legends around the United States, right. and then Ben Elman and I came here because. Well, we ended up here because this place really lived up to its, so, you know. All
1: right, let me. Just, so you knew. Oh, go ahead, man. No, I'm just gonna. We're gonna leave L. A. In a second. I just want to. I want to hear because, what's your best L. A. Story as far as a musician? Because you went back again for a second tour, right?
2: Oh, I went back. Yeah, I was back in 2011 to go back yeah. to college for when two and, and a half When you
0: say tour, you're using it like the, the army sense. like right, not Like yeah. going on tour. Yeah, yeah. Well, doing no, a tour, duty. Exactly. In
1: country kind I, of thing.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could I come up with my weirdest L.A. story, but I, I think really I could characterize L.A. The, the thing that I find the strangest in L.A. is this, is that really it's... It appears to always be a place Where when you decide to look For something to do There's a total vacuum And it looks like the annihilation of fun And then you go out And somehow you end up In the weirdest place <laughs> With the weirdest people And this happens constantly Like what is this party And where the hell am I And this happens constantly and yeah. you know, And invariably yeah. there's one Disgustingly famous person there And then a bunch of like What do these people do with their lives? How are they getting by? What's the living? And the gate, oh, gates open automatically and there's servants. And what am I doing here? What are you doing here? And, you know, it seems like the place is sort of festooned with this kind of, you know, shenanigans. And then eventually you sort of leave, like, Okay, I guess got to find a way out of here now, you know. <laughs> and right. I mean, it just there's like something there that that is always seems to be kind of like that. The weird night is always on you, you know. Oh yeah, like, definitely. <laughs> you know? definitely.
1: It's like taking acid, but not really taking acid. Exactly. Like that, you know? It's like you know, you go out and go. Wait a minute, am I on acid? No, yeah. I haven't. I haven't taken acid in two years. And, but there's yeah. something strange
2: about what's going on around me right now. And you finally meet the person who the party is about, or who threw the party, and you're like. How did they make this much money? They're completely <laughs> incoherent. and I completely like, What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, well, that's another
1: thing. It's just like the the money thing is a whole different. We could talk about that for hours. It's like, oh. how how am I here? How are you affording this fucking apartment? And how are, how come there's free cigarettes and free drugs everywhere? Yeah. yeah.
0: You know? So it's, yeah. Is it family money? Is it I crime? I have no idea. You can't get an idea. We you do not get a it. You're
2: like, yeah, okay. what's this?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's how I always thought it was very uh, strange, going to parties where, especially when I was really, really dead, you know, like on drugs a lot and stuff like that, and finding free cigarettes everywhere. Cause, yeah, you, huh. know, you know, going to parties and there'd be bowls of like Camel lights. Oh, really? Yeah, it would. It would be like. These are free.
2: <laughs> you know, I did used to see the most incredible kinds of musicians there. L. A. Of course, still has this. I think because they got so much money in the in the in the in the really in the media industry yeah. in film and everything they had there, which is that they can afford their hiring potential for the greatest maniac in the world to be there running sessions for them is very high. But you really hardly ever see those people except kind of noodling in a guitar store, and you're like. Who the hell is that animal? And you're like, oh, he does all the sessions for cyber that, and you know, and you think, wow, this, this guy is incredible. It, uh, but there was also people there. I mean, I, I remember really interesting things like getting there at, at 16 and being able to see Johnny Guitar Watson if you snuck into yeah. a bar, Redondo Beach, because cool. he wasn't had had to come back. Yeah, I mean, people of right. that caliber right. that were just hanging around there, you yeah. know, doing bar gigs like the Circle Bar, right.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, and I also remember going to like, especially like in the mid to late 80s, going to parties and like we were talking about like really like this a full bar at these parties or cigarettes constantly. can't you
0: know, with the free
1: and, cigarettes. Yeah, the free yeah.
0: cig- I just thought... I, I, remember, I know.
1: It's that's it's a that's a amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Free and you find out who's having this party and it's the person who was like second engineer on the third Steely Dan Wow, that's how much money there is. Yeah. <laughs> you yes. know, it's that's just true. like, oh, okay, so you you met Donald Fagan and all the. Well, yeah, I did. Uh, I didn't really get close to them or yeah. anything, but But you know, enjoy the free cigarettes. <laughs> <you know?
0: laughs> Smoke them while you got them. Yeah, exactly
1: <laughs> now, Okay, so we'll move on Now you come back here
0: Well, one thing that So you have this whole crazy list of people That you play with You, know, you were mentioning Michael Ray you know, Who, of course, you know, played with Sun Ra mm-hmm. Then also you know, other guys from that, that ilk Like Sam Rivers but Then it goes from that to like the, the Wild Magnolias You're playing with yeah. those guys so it's a it's a, a wild cross section that you know maybe only New Orleans would would that even be a thing because it's small enough to where you can kind of know everybody and yeah. and you know get passed around.
2: <laughs> I guess yeah. I mean I think I think if there was a the thing of uh, uh yeah. Well, first thing I was telling this actually, already right there with some people, but. It seemed like when I moved here, there weren't very many guitar players. It was like really not a guitar town there
0: used to be way less musicians, as many musicians oh, yes. as there were yeah there's way more now there
2: I, I, yes. there are and it was but it was also that that the generation of musicians here that was the older generation when I moved here were stunningly good players that also had incorporated everything about the street with everything that was in their classical training and they'd been through years of strange culture here mm-hmm. and uh and they'd also experienced it everywhere from being on the road and uh and so I was very lucky. I can't I can't even believe the people that I was playing with considering how I was playing, but I learned a lot from them and and, uh, and so a lot of things were I had a particular uptown downtown mix because I was playing with you know Willie Green and Daryl and those people and that was one echelon of New Orleans music but then when I was down here because of Kermit I met Walter Payton and all those guys. Right. who took... And Walter used to make me go play with the, all the old timers.
1: Walter Payton, the football player?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, the football playing bass player. that oh, used to be over there. Oh, okay. You know, Wal- Kung Fu, karate, oh, right. actually. Yeah, yeah. Music.
0: Walter was actually the the first person to ever give me a bass lesson.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And
0: then I studied with him later on, and when I was in in studied acoustic bass with him when I was in high school. But
2: yeah, uh, he taught a lot of people. And I mean, my ma- my main teacher, or my main mentor when I was younger was Carla Blanc. That was the guitar sure. player here, and so he's still a good still, friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and still he's, still, all he's still a guy from there, but it was in Sunra also. Yes. So the mixture, you know, it was, a, it was a heady mixture. But for me, I mean, part of it was that I was coming from a place in California, and how I'd looked at music and the music, music I saw there. That it was okay for me because all that music was all one unified. Mm-hmm. Subject, It didn't register to me as something like, oh, my God, this is weird, and this is... It was like one thing. They by, by the time hats. I got here, it was all one thing. You know, it was like there was... Right. No, and the only difference was the kind of variant. You know, I mean, it was, a, you know, now we don't switch the chords. This guy's going to do... You know, it's a... I don't know how to describe it, but there's a way in which it was kind of unified field. And really, you were learning from the energetic levels and what, you know, when to turn it on and when to back off and yeah. when to be yourself and when not to... Uh, yeah, man. Do that so much. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's 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 it's
0: such a such a rich uh, environment for sure. <laughs> well, and uh, along with that that idea, you within the last few years worked with this uh, this New Orleans Basque Orchestra. Now we, yeah. we do have a, a a Basque contingent that listens to this uh, this podcast. Really? Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, I I, the, I played in uh, Bakersfield, California, a few years ago. And we, we asked Dave Alvin, who's, you know, spent a lot of time around there. He's like, what do you do? And he goes, go to a Basque restaurant. We're like, go to a Basque restaurant. Food's good. He goes, oh, yeah. And, and we said, well, is there a particular one? He goes, they're all good. You know, I was like, how, all, how many Basque restaurants <laughs> are there in Bakersfield, <laughs> California? I, turns weird. out there's more than one. There's, there's a whole Basque community there.
2: Uh, well, one of the greatest parties I was ever at was after we played some huge gig in uh, Barcelona with uh, Fermin Muguruza, who's the the guy whose record I produced it. It was an incredible project because it was like, uh, I don't, I got uh, he picked me to produce his record down here doing New Orleans record and, and uh, I, none of us really, I mean I knew that I could tell the size of his career sort of and what he'd been through, but you can't really tell you we got to Spain where it was like, suddenly I'm, pl- I realize I'm, we're on tour with basically a guy with the underground gravitas and the folklore. It's like touring with Robin Hood. You know, you're just like, yeah. wow, this is amazing. You know, and it's so real. And this is how, if you are very real all the time, this is this is what comes up. And anyway... We got to this party after we played a gig in uh in Barcelona. These were very big they were the biggest shows I ever played. We did stadiums in there in Barcelona and in, in Madrid and everything like that. And we had no idea when we got there for mm-hmm. that. But then we played this party and it was like I, I can't even tell you the guitar player was so good. I understand I think maybe he's the guy who plays the Manu Chow and everyone was going crazy in this place on the tables and the food and the drink and it was one of the most amazing parties you were ever at. Three cigarettes?
3: Nice.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone was rolling their own outside. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> yeah, man, the Basque thing was killer, I got to say. You know? and, I, and and Fermin was just here for Mardi Gras, actually, and I was planning to write him because we didn't get to see each other except for about five minutes somehow, and, uh, and I hadn't seen him for years, so I'm, I'm hoping to write to him and find out what he thought of Mardi Gras. you know. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: Nice,
0: nice, nice. Well, and along the line, somewhere with all your free time, you become a... Uh, a, a a yoga instructor and, yeah. and practitioner, and you actually have a yoga studio for a certain
2: period. Yes, I did. I owned the yoga studio for a long time. I still do that all the time. I mean, that's a large part of my life. You know, it takes or consumes some of the hours of the day that the guitar and the music aren't. So, uh, yeah, the yoga thing that started up around 1997. I remember. I think I went to my first class with Davis Rogan and. Some other people, oddly enough, oh, yeah, they were, were like big get fans the, of him. Yeah, I can imagine, <laughs> and uh, and we were, you know, and and the way that that happened is, I would been on the road. I was so stiff. I was like, God, I gotta do something. I'm really getting out of shape anyway. I was a nervous wreck. Hmm. Honestly, as a younger person, I really is, and I you know I, I can see it was a you good being wound
0: here. a little tight,
3: John.
2: Yeah, but I think the weirder thing about it is I, I met an old friend of mine, and she was she said, "Well, I'm a yoga teacher now," and I just thought that was hysterical from my perspective and the amount of partying and whatever. I was just like completely cynical about the whole thing. I'm like, I got to uh-huh. go try the class out. Oh, okay, so I went, and and uh, I, I remember just thinking it was. You, you, can you imagine a weird thing like you get you suddenly get to be in your late twenties and you think, how weird I can't sit cross legged on the floor when they ask me anymore. You know, it just didn't even occur to me. Because okay. I hadn't bothered, you know. But
1: isn't yoga just a fancy word for stretching? No.
2: Is no, it? it's not. No? I, I like the fact that you think that. That's the popular thing. But no, it has nothing to do with that. No. No, I mean, there's some, you know, it's, it'd be like this. It'd be like, um, I've heard that medicine has great drugs. We should just do opiates. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm <laughs> just trying to put the Yeah, <laughs> You know, I mean, it's like a section. It's a, it's, a, it's a small section of, the, of a very large subject that has okay. to do with a lot of things. what In other words, right. like, you know, if you reduce medicine down to do we just take drugs, you'd be really a way off.
0: So, you know? and that, similarly, yoga is just stretching in that sense. Yeah,
2: way. in other words, so. there's a facet of it which has to do with stretching has a certain... F- has a certain, or, or understanding the body, having the body be in a fairly, in some kind of condition, the whole idea is to get the body in a condition because the mind is part of the body, and you're trying to get the mind to function a certain way in which a certain part of it that is usually noisy, that isn't really yourself, is making too much noise because you're irritated by the body, and that's part of the body. So how do you get all that to cool out? So it's really purposeful. It's not really to get in good shape. It's to be able to... Uh, Get the mind into a certain Integrate it, Yeah integrate To get into a much Integrated thing
1: But I don't want my mind To cool out I like my What's mind I don't want my mind To cool out I No, the,
2: When you say your mind Yeah Who is the How can you tell the difference In you and your mind Is there, is there a second person Is there Manny too I'm saying there's many Mannies. There's many Mannies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, supposing m- you were trying to find the real Manny. You might not be one of those people. I don't want to find the. real You want to find the real I don't Manny? Find yeah. the, <laughs> I think we all know the real Manny. Yeah. 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 From the yeah. outside, yeah. we got yeah. it. okay. We See, it's not for everybody. Yeah, yeah, you know, people yeah, yeah, yeah. are like yoga's for everyone. I'm like, I don't know, probably not. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think it's for me either. But, yeah. but I like that it's for you.
2: Yeah, I. I wasn't expecting it.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's that's that's cool. <laughs> I when, got when
2: intrigued. I got no, no. I just, I ended up in India, mountains and stuff. You know, that's like, wild. That shit, I know.
0: Yeah. I, I when I heard that about you, I was like, really?
2: Yeah,
3: it's it fascinating. You <laughs> go up there, you know,
2: yeah.
0: retreats to India. Yeah,
2: no, I was up oh, wow. in you know up by the caves. People that hang around in caves and all that, you know, that they grew up the, the, the swamis. The, 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 swamis, yeah, absolutely. Very interesting. Are there
0: cows there?
2: Yeah, the cows. I, my first trip to India, I remember got off the plane with my friend Becky and we walk out of the terminal. all The planes in Bombay land at 2 in the morning if they're coming from other countries. And you land, it's a wild scene. This was in the 90s too. There weren't phones and all that yet. Yeah. And we come out of the terminal again, get, get in the cab. And we're, you know, the way airports always have that on and off ramp, you know. Yeah. and that no one can get off the off ramp because there's a cow on the off ramp at the airport. Everything and and there's awesome. all these cab drivers out there screaming, uh, "The Mother cow, can you please move so we can and carry her. her? They yeah, can't yeah, yeah, do yeah. anything. They can't move the cow. <laughs> yeah. It's quite striking, you know. Wow. Wow.
0: <laughs> well, Jonathan, you know, often on the Trouble Man podcast, we, we, we like guests that have a brush with death. Can we talk about your brush with death?
2: Oh, yeah. You mean... You mean my well here's I'm a very lucky person I happen to have caught the cancer very early at, yes. a number of years ago or they caught the cancer very early right. and uh, and i did have a i did have a very large scale operation to uh to remove uh a sort of uh, stage one Alien have a tumor yes yeah, a, a tumor in my uh in my oh my oh my uh colon colon cancer and oh. uh, I call rec colorectal it was low it was low down if we use okay. trouble men positive it was in the trouble area okay and uh and i've been very lucky in fact they just told me not to come back and get checked for three years which terrific, means it's going man. very well but, but that was you. about you
0: look very healthy thank you
2: yeah, about yeah, three you years ago terrific. i have a lot I, I have to thank luck getting better with the yoga was very good i'm very glad that i knew that ahead of time and uh and you're doing your music the, which is the best thing, and, yeah. and I'm around people. I mostly, the, the reduction with, the, I, I gotta say, in that sort of circumstance, when you're faced with that, I, I realized I like people, and I'd rather be around, I like being around a lot of people. And luckily, a lot of them came to visit me when I was sitting there, right out of fresh out of thing, and I was real happy to party with everybody. And yeah. and so, mostly, I'll stop everything just to be around a lot of people. I think it's with music too. I mean, I, I like doing good music for people, so it's not just to get them there, but you know. But at the same time, it's mostly about people and being around people. Is that a quick way to say it? I don't yeah, know. yeah. Well, we like the quick you know the,
0: the humanity. Yeah, yeah. No, it is good. about and, the humanity, and, and and often you know we we like to have them in. Sometimes we don't even bring it up. <laughs>
2: Yeah, just, no, just I don't that mind. It's there. The, I like the talking room, about it. Right it. Was you know? I mean, because cancer is a funny thing. I mean, it's as soon as you say the word, and it's on you. I mean, this is what I learned. It's, it's like it's as though it, it, the even having the diagnosis of something that is really large is just like oh, you're on death row. Yeah. And it is true that the terminology in medicine with which they talk about it is, it becomes statistical and, like, in terms of percentages. They talk about you as a percentage of survival uh. over this amount of time. Blah, blah, blah. And it's very freaky, you know, because if you don't know a lot of mathematics, you don't really understand the situation, you feel, you're like, oh, this is the thing, you know. But, y- you know, you start to realize that, like, well, there's a number of things that you, there's, there's a number of things that you realize, but... It's a hard, it's a hard thing because we're very bad at, 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 up to that point, dealing with what happens when it's going to be final. We don't really have a cultural perspective from which we sort of spend a lot of time dealing with that or getting that straight. It's fearful anyway, even if you do have that kind of cultural aspect. Right. So, but. But we have built in a massive stigma about what this means to be in the situation. It's as though you're talking. Most people, when they hear that, when the next time they talk to somebody to find out they had they have cancer, they talk. They're sort of almost talking to them as though they're dead, even Already though they're dead. alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And this is totally crazy. I mean, this is a sign of a cultural of, of a culture that's completely whacked out. You're Particularly talking to a now, live thing and when we
0: when we have uh, you know science is is so advanced compared to what, to what we used to be oh, yeah. able to do. So it's you know a lot of these things are very. Su- survivable but you know it, it's 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 a long standing fear and i understand like a lot of people they'll they start to shun the person you yeah, know yeah. like they they kind of want to move away from you yeah. not that they want to be away from you but just the whole darkness of what they perceive this to be
2: yeah uh, that's, uh, that's, that's really a shame I mean I see that around people even with their close friends like I don't know what I'm going to say I don't know what I'm going right. to do well, what, at what point did you ever know what you were going to say anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like with this corona thing that's going oh China. the coronavirus. This people are
1: dying man. I mean and it's coming in uh, it's incoming it's in here, coming yeah. oh, in yeah, yeah. yeah. I you know, this a couple shows ago it's like why did you let these people back in here because you just kept them on the cruise
2: ship you know you kept them yeah, in China these,
0: these days
1: it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's like
0: international travel it's hard to uh, you know they didn't it.
2: even the people in California they don't even have know where that came from they didn't have anything to do with the cruise ship and yeah, they didn't right. and it just and you know what it yeah, is right. I, it Diseases is our last final frontier I mean we're gonna you can't keep it out I mean it's not even yeah. I mean whatever Is even with you know Mr. Orange no migrant guy he has this fantasy right, yeah. that you know I mean it's like you know diseases go through us and you know and, and we, well, I'm not worried about Corona I just kills don't. a lot less people in cancer yeah.
1: I, I just yeah, yeah 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 but the the funny thing about this thing, if you look at the map, the global map, you know, Africa of all continents is not affected at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Usually it's always stems from these third world nations and stuff like in Africa. Africa has no fatalities. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's China, it's Europe, South, some of South America, North they America. They had the
2: first case in Brazil.
1: Yeah. And, uh, but Africa, nothing. Okay, which is very strange because like AIDS started in Africa, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's,
0: it's you know I I'm not
1: it's... worried about me at all. I'm worried about getting mad cow. I don't want Mad cow get...
3: sounds terrible.
2: Though, yeah, doesn't I it? don't
1: want to yeah. get yes, the, the, the mad the cow. the prions. You know yeah. about yeah. the prions? For the
2: prions, yeah. man. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. that's a real troubled men's disease. Because we
0: don't
1: even Prionic understand how, anything. They,
2: yeah, how that's, they work. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's a total <laughs> wipeout. No
0: nucleus. We nothing. Don't get they, this, man. We don't. This is the Andromeda strain.
2: Bad. Exactly that luckily it doesn't move around that bit. you know they have the thing as it was explained to me something that kills 100% of its hosts really uh, doesn't last very well that's it true it's, true. it's, self-isolating. it's yeah,
0: self-isolating yeah well that's yeah. that's why this coronavirus is dangerous because it's not self because you know most people can walk around Well, with it, on the know? other
2: hand what we're talking about is the death of Two percent, seventy-one thousand cases so far. So yeah, yeah, I'll take
0: a, my chances. We yeah. have Mardi Gras. Yeah, we in live in New Orleans. And, it's uh, more dangerous than yeah, that. Just to to to, to <laughs> have a have a mailing address here. You can
2: just walk in front of a... I, hey, listen, I don't know. I, oh yeah, it's yeah, The yeah. float thing. I mean, you already you already held forth on that. But I thought if some of these crews hear about that, that's going on, they're gonna be like. Hey, it's free reign. We can take some more people out.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't
0: think anybody's looking to do
2: that. (laughs) I I
1: hope not. No, no, I hope not. (laughs) Well, I don't know. There was that one float uh, that had that uh, Trump 2020 uh, banner on the float. They were looking to take some people. I'm sure they weren't throwing anything to the uh, minorities. Oh, Jesus! Yeah,
0: no, I didn't see that. Yeah, that that, that, uh, that it was. But, uh,
1: uh, I forget what crew it was, but can't uh... we all
0: just get along?
2: Can't we all just get along? Yeah. I'll go with that.
0: <laughs> 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 well, so Jonathan, um, what's on the horizon for uh, Jonathan Frey? Like, what's what's right. the next thing? He's got a up? gig in
2: a few minutes. Well, yeah, I got a know, <laughs>
0: looking a little bit beyond all tonight's right. gig. And, you know,
2: um, I actually, although although I'm uh, I'm I'm a little. Uh, sort of seemed to be at the either at the beginning of an aimless chapter or at the end of a long one that was to the end. But at the same time, I did two operas. Last year was a very busy year for me, so I made a film with a collaboration with this guy David Gamble, who's a great songwriter, Esplanade. Esplanade, Esplanade, a yes. film about Esplanade Avenue, uh, and, and it was a collaboration with music and, and image. And then I wrote and I dealt with the music for two operas last year. And Both the operas still have legs. In fact, they're going to get remounted this year. One of them is going to be changed. The other one has a movie that's going to go along with it. That's in the middle of being made. The movie Esplanade that still has we have to work out what we're doing with that. So actually, what it is is that is that the stuff that I was doing last year still is ongoing. Mm -hmm. As far as what I'd like to do, uh, I'm actually up for maybe I might be uh, going to study some more composition up at Tulane, maybe. But I'll see. But you know, that's an ongoing thing. You know, music is like it's. It for you to keep studying it. It just keep. So, going. Is, can we see this film anytime? Yeah, Esplanade soon? Okay. Well, it. we're trying to find a place to put it on now. Actually, uh-huh. another another place to do a but showing. We had
0: a premiere had earlier on. this we year. We had a premiere yeah, at the Art year, Museum
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. for the uh, uh, and we had and it was at the New Orleans Film Festival and oh, okay. uh, and uh, but we're looking to do some more stuff. It, it things got a little waylaid the last couple. We were very busy. Well, both of us the last three months, so we got to do some work on getting that out. But it's a beautiful film. David shoots. He's A great photographer, and it's you know a sixty millimeter black and white thing. About uh, it, it'll make you resee the very familiar stuff, you know, about the local nice, uh, the architecture and everything. Nice. So,
1: okay, just in the last few minutes we have here, what's it about?
2: Uh, it's it's about. I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say it's about. I mean, it it is sort of a uh, a series. Basically, like, the format I think will, will explain what it is. It's ten because. It, the camera David was shooting on could hold three minutes of film of black and white of sixty millimeter film, so it's ten three minute movies shot along Esplanade Avenue, starting at dawn at the crack of dawn in Algiers facing Esplanade Avenue this way, uh. and then moving through it, and at, to, tonight it ends in City Park at night, and um, the. Uh, I suppose basically it goes through a lot of kinds of different scenes that you see there along, if you were to move along Esplanade, like, you know, you have different regions. So mm-hmm. you have the region around, we have a Mardi Gras thing that, you know, he got out there to shoot that, uh, uh, you know, uh, out out by Checkpoint Charlies and all that, for instance, and then there's the whole other section. Like, you can imagine the difference between that and, say, the area under Claiborne Avenue sure. and then the area... Uh, around Cafe Degas, it's they feel block, really like, different. Like
0: yeah, like everything in New Orleans, it's always block to block. Yeah. You know? people go, how how is this neighborhood? Good? It depends on what block. Yeah, and
2: like, and you can yeah. say if you hung around there, really looked at things for you know for a couple of hours and shot three minutes of film, it feels really different in each place. And so yeah. we have a sequence that way that goes up there, uh, shot beautifully that way. And I tried to invent the right music. Uh, a lot of time we shot the film, but also it wasn't music to the film. The film was. We spent a lot of time making sure because my idea was that it's getting ridiculous with the way people have to put music to film. Why don't you put your damn film to my music? Yeah. But that's what cartoonists did. So I wanted to have something even more unified than that. So we worked on that. That's the idea.
3: Excellent. Nice. nice so great. so you
0: have all these things in development, even further development. That's terrific. So yeah. you know, nation, you have a we have a lot to to uh, look forward to from Mr. Jonathan Fralick. That's know, it. You he's, know, he's, he's, I'm going to keep pushing. He's, he's going to keep pushing. Uh, you know, he doesn't let grass grow under his feet. Well, Manny, that... Seems like a, like a yeah, podcast, good, huh? Uh,
1: yeah, it seems like a good show. Thank okay. you, for Jonathan. I oh, you're welcome. Hope to see you in a few weeks at the 100th anniversary. Of uh, oh, I'll be there. Yeah, 100th yeah. episode. I'm going to yeah, come, come to that. i got to come to that.
2: I'll be glad to find yeah. out about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It'll be well, fun.
1: Thank Probably you,
2: especially it'll be for having me on. We might
0: have some of those triangle sandwiches. Yeah.
2: I can't wait to see all the great characters that you have on here. Which, And the musical end are some of my favorite people. I mean, I go through the thing. It's like, you're yeah. great people on the podcast. <laughs> I was just checking out, uh, today I checked out a couple because I was like, I better check out and see, make sure I'm familiar with what you're doing. So I checked out Carlo on here and actually I was thinking, it's funny because I have a Carlo Nussi, I, I have a music podcast too but I, I have a pod, I have one with a, uh, carlo and i haven't put it up yet and i and i have to put it and i and it's funny you talked to carlo because i only got as far with carlo as the 80s yeah. i went uh, yeah,
0: no, that can happen and, and, yeah, and yeah i'm glad you reminded me because i have to give you credit because uh when when i was when we were starting this podcast we didn't know how to do it but i knew that you had one and you were very generous with me and you really oh, helped out in in uh you know Cluing me into some of these technical aspects and what to look out for. And so, Jonathan Fralick is in many ways uh, you know, one of the foundational uh, characters of this podcast. So, oh, thank wow. you again,
2: well, Jonathan. Does Pleasure. Carlo
0: owe
1: you money?
2: Uh, no. <laughs> I, he, he owes us
0: money. But he, he owes me that. something.
2: I'm not sure what, but I wouldn't call it money.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, you know, the currency is all fungible,
1: right?
2: Yeah. Right, exactly.
1: Well, thank you, Jonathan. You're and as always, to the nation, we'd like to say uh, uh, trouble never ends, but the struggle continues. Good night, thank you, Good night.